0: to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com we would love to hear from you. No!
1: Anybody need Today we have as our guest Dr. Nakresha Roach. How does your faith play into your profession as a doctor?
2: As a physician, I think it's important to incorporate my faith in the practice of medicine because even though medications are great and therapies are awesome, I have to remember that God is the ultimate physician. And part of me exercising my faith is, A, I pray over the patients that I'm going to be seeing. Um, I don't necessarily go into the room and pray with them individually, but... When you're in medicine, every morning you get a list of the patients that you're going to see. So I get in a little early and spend 5-10 minutes praying that God would give me insight, understanding, that I would be able to make sense of the test, that I would come to a definitive diagnosis and whatever that that diagnosis is, whether it's something that's treatable or not, that I would pray that God would intervene because he is the ultimate healer. So I spend my time doing that. And then ultimately, when I do meet the patients and sometimes they're there with their family members, I ask the question to them, is faith something that's important to you? Um, some people answer in the affirmative it is, and then I can Therefore, have the opportunity to prod even further to gauge what level of faith are they. And I might do it personally or might, if they're roman catholic i'm not roman catholic but if they're roman catholic and that's their faith i would say would you like to speak to the chaplain because i think it's important to introduce christ Mm. and whatever level people are i think god is able to meet them and i may not necessarily be the chosen vessel but someone else is and i just need to facilitate that meeting and let god have his way and so if they're of my faith born again believer i would remind them of the scriptures and encourage them to hold on to god that i am here as his vessel as his hands extended but he can do much more than i can do he is able to transcend medicine and and break the laws of physics and biology because he's a, a healer and he can heal miraculously so i do introduce that if patients say I don't believe, and I'm not a believer, and faith is not something that's important to me, I have to respect that decision because... They are entitled to feel that way. And God never wants to impose himself on anyone. And so I leave it as is, but I would not stop praying for them. I continue to pray for them. I continue to lift them up with the hope that this transition that they're going in, this disease process that they're experiencing would somehow awaken them to the knowledge and the power of God.
1: That's a great answer. Thank you. Isaiah 53 from the King James Version says this, Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the lord revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form or, nor comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with griefs. and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not, surely he had bored our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And so today we're going to talk about healing. Jesus Christ is the healer. From the Amplified,
3: just reading a few of those verses, it says, There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over, a man who suffered who knew Pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, thought he was scum, but the fact is it was our pains that he carried, our disfigurements and all things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failure, but it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He
1: took the punishment and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. In verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. And I remember this verse that the Lord had given me uh, some years ago when I was experiencing an illness and it began to really disrupt my peace. And it was to the point where I could not sleep and I was worried all the time and I really wanted to know some answers. And some of you today may have been diagnosed with a situation or illness and it really is disrupting your peace. You don't know what's going on with your body and 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 you're feeling like you're off kilter but god comes with a, a message to th- today that says that i am your healer and this is what he told me he says listen the chastisement of your peace is upon me meaning that that thing that is disrupting your peace i want you to cast it upon me there's a song in the scripture that says cast all of your cares upon me for i care for you so i began to do that and i began to pray and i heard this word these words that's the second part of that verse, and it says, And with his stripes we are healed. And so, every time that the enemy tries to badger you, tries to punish you with thoughts of that you're gonna die or this illness is terminal and there's no one to treat it, that you begin to look to Jesus as the healer. And he says, Whatever the enemy tells you, believe and trust in me, and to know that with my stripes you are healed, because that's the reason why he died for you, that you would not have to take. take. Take on and be tormented with these thoughts.
3: Amen. You know, the the, the good news, this is the good news, part of the good news of the gospel, that he came seeking and saving them who are lost. But he doesn't just come to save us from sin. But he also wants to make sure we have a quality of life while we're here on earth. And he comes to to heal us, mind, body and soul. He is concerned about the total man. I do thank God that he is a healer for all those who are sick. He is a deliverer for all those who are bound. The good news of the gospel is that by his stripes, I am healed. You need to make a public and a, and a, uh, a very public proclamation that I am healed by the stripes that Jesus bore on his back. He's already taken that for me. And because of it, I can appropriate that. A healing to me. And another place Jesus said uh, to the woman that was seeking healing for her daughter, he says that uh, that this is the children's bread. And so we need to just ask God to give us a fresh slice of the loaf from for which we are healed. I mean, God just cut me off a slice of that healing. She said that the woman had such faith. She said even the crumbs will have healing ah. too. We need to have that kind of faith. But but you don't have to sit at the, the table and scrap for crumbs He said the loaf belongs to the children. Healing is the children's bread. And we need to give God praise. If there's anything within the life of the believer, mind, body,
1: or soul that needs the healing of God, he is our healer. When you read in the Bible, it talked about Jesus Christ walking on the shore of uh, Galilee, and he was the Messiah. And there was wait, they were waiting upon him to come because during that time, the people were stricken with all kind of illnesses. I mean, the enemy had full reign. He was badgering them. But when Jesus Christ comes, then he will take away destruction that the enemy had placed upon them. When the doctor have given you a diagnosis or prognosis that you have terminal illness, illness, that there is one that is able to heal. There is one that's able to relieve. There is one that's able to give you hope. And that's what we want to instill today. There's someone even listening to this broadcast who have had a diagnosis that they feel like they cannot, they're accepting it. They're not really uh, thinking about that Jesus Christ is the healer, but they're accepting the report. Whose report shall we believe?
2: I think the point that you brought up just now is believing the report of the Lord is key cuz that's where healing begins healing really comes when you decide to believe that God is able to heal you and you have to remember that God bore all our sicknesses and our diseases. Cancer is not new to God and HIV is not new to him. And leukemia didn't take God by surprise, but God bore it all on Calvary's cross. And you have the first step is to believe the report of the Lord. Find people who are going to believe with you that you are able to come through and face this disease and overcome it. Find people who can build you up in your most holy faith. Find friends who believe that God is indeed a healer, Word says he's the great physician. The one who formed us with his very hands is able to fix us. Think about it. If someone built a computer from scratch and they put all the parts together, it is so very easy for them to trace back their steps and see where the problem might be and fix the part that's missing or the part that's broken. And God formed us with his very hands. And what medicine can't touch and what scans can't find, God is able to heal and he's able to deliver not just physical illnesses but mental illnesses people suffer silently from depression and schizophrenia and and they hear voices and they see things and they are prisoners in their own minds and no matter what friends say and no matter what family members say they can't seem to come out of it and you wonder why can't you just snap out of the depression but that is a spur that that holds people in bondage and God didn't just bear physical uh, diseases but he bore mental diseases as well and he is able to heal you from every disease, including the ones that afflict us in our mind.
3: That is just torment. And that's what we as a people of God, we need to walk in that authority that he has given to the believers. He says, I have given you power over the works of evil. And we need to be binding up those evil spirits, casting out the demons by the power of God. I mean, not treating them, but bringing deliverance to those who are bound. You're right. We sometimes look at people and we wonder, why can't you just snap out of it and and it doesn't, what, what, what is the problem and that's when we mm-hmm. need to pray God give us spiritual discernment right. that we would properly discern the spirits that are operating in because these folks would love to be free, they would love to have that mental clarity and be able to think and reason properly but there is torment that the enemy is inflicting in their mind and we pray God that he would deliver the captive mind, he wants us, there is no way you have the perfect peace of God if you're tormented by the devil in your mind we want to pray that you would have the peace that passes all understanding that perfect peace of God peace of God and peace with God and you can't have that if the enemy is using your mind as a mental playground and tormenting you and causing you to see things and think things that are not that that are not real and we pray that you would meet the deliverer Jesus Christ, we don't often address that in the body of Christ very, very publicly, but that is a very large element and a very large uh, stronghold that the enemy uses against people that he would captivate them in their mind. Even people within the walls of the church mm-hmm. that have been taken captive mentally in their minds and the enemy is tormenting them. And we pray that God would bring deliverance to them and not that he would, it's not going to come, you know, right on the wings of some angel, but he has given each and every believer the authority over those works of darkness, the authority to cast demons out. And we need to walk in that full authority that God has given us. I pray. I don't just want to pray that my body be healed. I want to pray that my mind be healed. I want to be right with God, mind, body, and soul. What good is it going to do me if I have perfect health physically, but I'm tormented in my mind? Some of you been staying up at night and you can't get any rest and you have, you have a sleeplessness about your restlessness in your spirit and you're tormented. No one would even know you're tormented mentally. And it's because you have allowed the enemy a stronghold, but that's okay because God is a deliverer and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And there is nothing the enemy has done in your life that God cannot deliver you from no stronghold the enemy has inflicted upon you that God is not the stronger one to cast that devil out and we thank God that he has given us that authority he has given us that ability to cast the devils out and we pray even now as you're hearing this that you would even seek that deliverance of God even now put your hands on your mind and say God would you heal my mind God would you deliver my mind God would you give me that peace that passes all understanding. You're wondering why have I been going through this and why can't I get any rest in my spirit? It's your mind has been tormented. Just put your hands on your mind and say, dear God, if you are a healer, would you heal my mind
1: in the name of the Lord Jesus? Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Jesus will heal all your diseases.
3: you are my portion. You want to make it personal. You are my portion and I believe you are all that I need and because of that I receive the healing that you have for me dear Jesus. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus.
2: If we keep our minds stayed on him, he would keep us in perfect peace. And it's important that you confess the word of God until that word becomes your reality. Keep confessing the word of God until God's voice is the only voice you hear and everything else Mm. gets silenced. The word of God says if you resist the devil, he would flee. And the way you're going to resist him is by using the word of God, speaking the word of God keep repeating it. Jesus said it himself, man cannot live by bread alone, but it's by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And if you're going to live the life more abundantly that God has promised us, it's important to get into the word, repeat the word, even if you don't understand it, ask God to give you clarity and the Holy Spirit would open up your mind and, and give you the ability to just grasp that thing and hold on to it so in the midnight hour when no one else is around and the devil would seek to come in and torment that you can draw on the word of god it's a living word you can draw on the word of god And use it against the enemy because the word of God is true. The word of God speaks life and the devil has to respect the word of God. But you can't fight him if you don't know the word. And it's important to have that word so when you're going through the day, you can rehearse the word of God in your mind. And that word would soon become the only voice you hear. And God's voice will be the only voice that you would acknowledge in the midst of the noise. And soon God's voice will be so loud that you don't even hear the noise around you. But it begins with believing the report of the Lord and hiding his word in your heart, in your mind, so that the enemy would
1: not be able to stand against you. You know, even in thinking about that, I was reading the scripture where they talked about the man that was possessed with many demons and he was in the tomb because no one wanted to be bothered with him. Matter of fact, they said that they had shackled his feet with, uh, with chains and they had just put him away and because there was no hope for him. But when that man saw Jesus, mm. he ran to Jesus. And I can imagine those demons recognized that that was Jesus walking and was trying to do all they could to keep that man from reaching Jesus. But there was something in him that made him run. He recognized that this is the deliverer. This is the one that can set me free. And the Bible says he fell down and worshiped him and Jesus recognize immediately what was going on with this man that had been possessed with demons. Now, I'm not saying that everybody is possessed with demons, but what I am saying that there is an influence of sometimes evil spirits that is causing one to be tormented. And the Bible says that torment is fear. If you feel, if you are feeling this way, please begin to just repeat the words of God if it's nothing more than says Jesus help me that God he said that anyone that calls upon the name of Jesus that they shall be saved and begin to repeat those words I believe and because he's even done it in our own lives in other situations where he stepped in the midst of our situations and he began to give us some scriptures that we could hold on to and begin to repeat just to let us know that he hears us and that he is a deliverer. You know, in, in Mark five, it talks
3: about the man that you were referring to in the Bible that had the legions of demons in him. And that saw Jesus when he approached to where the man was. And you know what it says about it? It says they couldn't contain him and change because the spirits that were driving that man internally were so strong that every time they bound him, the scripture says with fetters and chains that, that he tore the chains asunder and he broke them in pieces and they could not contain him. But when he saw Jesus afar off, as you said, he ran and worshiped him. And that is the good news that we come with, that Jesus is come to where you are. And there is no power that has come upon you that is too great for him. He is the devil's boss. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. All power is in his hand. And we just come with good news to let you know that there is nothing that you are going through nothing that he can no chain he can't destroy no fetters that he cannot break asunder if you will turn to him and call upon his name god can do anything all of us at some point in time were without god and did not have a hope in this world and he came and met us where we were but even some even having come to christ and been washed in his blood We have been entangled again in the things wherein he has liberated us, and we have allowed those yokes and bondages to captivate us in our minds, and we are tormented in our minds. But thanks be unto God. God will set you free, even those who have been made free, who have been washed in the blood and have been re-entangled again in the yokes of bondage. God will make you free as well. He has come to liberate you. You do not have to live like that don't believe that lie you do not have to be tormented you do not have to uh, just give in to what it is that you've been going through God came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly don't think it's strange when you've been tempted and tried the enemy is going to tempt and try every single one of us it was Jesus walking on the earth that had the encounter with the devil and he himself had to say it is written so you will be tempted and you will be tried but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and the good news is that there is no chain no power no spirit in the earth below the earth or above the earth that's greater than the god that we serve and you can
2: be free and you can be liberated in the name of the lord jesus Father, we thank you for your word, Father, for your word is indeed a lamp onto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, your word declares that we are healed from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, that you bore our sicknesses and our transgressions on Calvary's cross, that we may live, my God, the life more abundantly. Father, your word declares that you desire that we prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospereth. Father, so I pray for those, my God, Lord Jesus, who are suffering, Father, from any form, my God, God of illness, whether it be in mind, O oh God, whether it be in their body. Father God, I pray that you would touch, that you, O oh God, would reach the parts that medication can't reach. Father God, that you would bring under subjection. Father God, things, my God, the therapies cannot solve. Father God, I pray for those suffering from mental illness. Father God, I pray that you would speak peace to the storm that rages in their mind. Father God, I pray that you would remind them of your word. Father God, I pray, O oh God, Lord Jesus, that at night, my God, when... Father God, thoughts of despair and destruction, my God, would enter their mind. Father God, where they would be even tempted by suicide. Father God, we rebuke. Father God, that spirit, my God, and we speak life to them. We say, look and live. Look unto Jesus Christ and live, for he is the author and the finisher of their faith. Father God, your word says that you knew them before they were formed in their mother's womb, and you predestined them, my God, to be great men and women. There is a work that that person has to do that no one else can do and I declare that the enemy will not abort my God the destiny and the purpose that you have placed them on this earth to do my God I pray for those who are suffering in their body Father God you be the cardiologist and you be the pulmonologist Father you be the GI doctor and you be the endocrinologist Father God you regulate blood pressure and you fix hormone levels Father God you fix the chemical imbalances Father God God, you flow through the vascular system, and you, my God, open the blockages. Father God, and breathe again, my God, on tissue that was dead, that's needed for life. Father God, you arrest cancer, my God, every cell, my God, that would seek to act erratically, my God, and do its own thing. I pray that every cell, every tissue, and every organ system be subject to the power and the authority of God, and function in the way it was designed to function, my God. Father God, I pray that you would reach, my God, in the innermost parts, Father God. Breathe again into lungs, my God. We come against COPD and asthma, Father God, and emphysema, Father God, people who never even smoked a day in their life, but they get the diagnosis of cancer, my God, that is not of you. Father, sickness in any shape, form, or fashion, illness, Father God, discomfort is not of you, my God, so I pray complete and total healing. Let the heart pump the way it was designed to pump, let valves open the way it was supposed to open. We come against arrhythmias and we come against father clots forming in blood vessels and causing strokes and causing PEs and DVTs. My God, we pray, oh God, that you would speak a word of healing and that your people would grab a hold of it and know that you are indeed the great physician for when man can't do it, God is able for you are the God that can do anything but fail. So we put our trust in you some trust in chariots and some in horses but your word said that we would put our trust in the name of the lord our god for our god is mighty our god is strong and you are the god that comes with a word in your hand and healing in your wings we thank you my god for doing it for it's not by might and it's not by power but it's by your spirit and we say thank you
0: Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twila Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.